this morning, I want to share my religious faith with you and how my faith deepens my sense of belonging to all people and to the universe. I have turned to my faith often in the months since the pandemic began to ground me and to guide me through this time that seems to get more surreal and more difficult and more dangerous with each news cycle. Many Unitarian Universalists cringe when I use the words religious faith. In our tradition, many equate religious faith with believing in ideas without logical or scientific evidence. However, the word faith with no religious context refers to what any person trusts to be true about the world and about life. What a person has faith in guides the decisions they make about how to live. People have faith in all sorts of things. Faith can be based on reason, experience, external evidence, or cultural expectation and tradition. People in our culture have faith in such ideas as somebody insured the airplane we just got on has no mechanical problems. The water in our town is safe. Getting a good job, buying a house, and investing in retirement will ensure financial security and thus a good life. Since most of us are 21st century Americans, we probably have faith or have had faith in many of these propositions and have made decisions about how to live and conduct our lives based on them. However, none of these propositions is true all the time. Think of Detroit's water, Boeing's 737 MAX, market crashes right before retirement. Still, most of us persist in having faith in the above suppositions. The Hebrew word that tra is translated in modern Bibles as faith means steadfastness. All of us steadfastly direct our lives by certain ideas. Even if we know that getting a good job and buying a house doesn't always, every time, mean a good life, and that the water in the tap might not always be safe, we choose to live our lives by those ideas. We need to have faith in some things simply to function in our day-to-day -day lives. But what of religious faith? Isn't that different? I don't think so. Religious faith, like secular faith, guides the decisions we make about how to live. Only religious faith focus on, focuses on what binds us to each other and to the interconnected web. Religious faith guides us when we seek to become our best selves, live through despair, and build the beloved community. Religious faith is about what we trust 
to lead us towards love and justice and hope. It guides how we act to make our lives and the world better. For Christians, Jews, Muslims, and some Unitarian Universalists, their religious faith is in God. God is the one who has the power to help steer lives towards love and justice and hope. This faith provides direction to people. It helps one focus on what is most valuable in a life. When life is hard, a person can pray to and trust in God. One can follow religious traditions that have developed methods for aligning oneself with God. Modern secular culture and much of Unitarian Universalism teaches that what we can have faith in is ourselves. Both teach that it is our actions and our will to influence our actions that direct our living toward what we value most and love, justice, and hope. This is what I was taught growing up, that I was ultimately responsible for my own fate and for improving the world. The saving of the earth, our society, and ourselves, this implied, is achieved by what each one of us is able to do. We have faith in ourselves and our ability to make and act on good choices. And I think this is partly true. Often I have had faith in myself to do the right thing, to make a difference, and I do it. But not always. I can't always do it. I cannot do all that must be done. And often what I can do, I cannot do perfectly. If what I can will myself to do is responsible for creating a good life, a healthy planet, and the beloved community, then what I do matters tremendously. And it matters much more than I know that I can deliver. Many times, I simply don't know what to do. We all have these experiences. We decide to lose weight. Oh, I don't know. I won't do what I know to do, actually, is what I meant. We have all have these experiences. We decide to lose weight, but we eat cake that very day that we make the decision. We decide to accept people exactly as they are, but find ourselves judging a difficult person in the next breath. We decide that we need to make a real difference, undoing structures that create racism and climate change, but instead we do very little. Other times I really don't know what to do. Does anyone really know the correct way to raise a child or deal with a really challenging family member? Do we know how to make Congress take action for suffering and dying Americans when they willfully will not? Do any of us have an action plan that we know for sure is going to work to create a culture and society that is not built on oppression? And I'm also really certain that sometimes I act in ways that hurt myself and the world that I'm not even conscious of. 
I know in my past I've behaved in ways that seemed so right and so appropriate in the moment. But now I realize they were damaging because I have seen their results. We are all learning how really normal features of white culture, such as perfectionism, comfort as a goal, conflict avoidance, and either-or thinking harm all of us, but particularly those our culture has decided are other or not worthy. How do I manage the reality that some of my unconscious ideas about what is normal and appropriate destroy the possibility of the beloved community I so desperately seek? What do I do in these moments? Where do I turn? What guides my actions? Faith in myself provides no guidance. I simply feel guilty, hopeless, and paralyzed. To respond effectively to the world and live with hope, I need something more than faith in myself and my ability to do what needs to be done. I knew a really wonderful man, and he had a really deep faith in God. He worked very hard each and every day of his life to make the world better for young people who struggled against oppression. But at the end of the day, he told me, I know that I have done my part, and the rest is up to God. I envied the man's commitment and the ability to do his part and then remain confident that his God continued to work while he rested. He was not guilty or hopeless or paralyzed. I desperately wanted that sort of faith. While I admired that man's faith in God, I also knew it was unlikely to be mine. I was raised by atheistic, academic scientists. What I was trained to do and what seems as natural as breathing is to think academically, rationally, and scientifically. And it's not my tradition to have faith in God. It doesn't quite fit me. Still, my experience has demonstrated that this world is more mysteriously mysterious than we can rationally understand. There is synchronicity, moments of grace, desire for patterns of beauty and justice, and the intensity and mystery of birth and death. My mind, experience, and heart tell me that there is something beyond myself that can guide me toward what is most valuable and hold me when I am in despair. Henry Nelson Wyman, an influential liberal theologian, in the early to middle part of the last century, helped me find what I'd been looking for. For Wyman, the question of the religious journey was, what can transform people in such a way to save them from the depths of evil and bring them to the greatest good which life can ever attain? He had two answers. The first answer is what we can will ourselves to do. 
the emphasis of secular and much of Unitarian Universalist culture and what I was taught. He called that ethics. His second answer addressed the question about what transforms us when we cannot transform ourselves. What, in other words, can we have faith in to help us when we are hopeless, when we don't behave as we want to behave, when we don't know what to do or don't realize our own limitations? His answer was creativity. He called it the creative event. Very simply, the creative event brings together a person's experience of the world's diversity, mixes it within a person, and changes the person so they can experience new, deeper relationships. Through creative events, a person's life and the world become richer, more meaningful, more full of love, and more just. Wyman's creative event is a form of creativity, and he often simply just called it creativity. However, it is not artistic creativity, or what people who paint or write or make films do. It's not something only creative people get to have. It is creative in a much larger sense, the coming together of diverse experiences that change a person in an unexpected way. Instead of artistic creativity, it might be good to think about it as life creativity. One important element of this type of creativity, or any creativity actually, is that we do not control it. We cannot make the creative event happen through our will or our desire. We can also not decide how it will change us. Wyman says the creative event cannot be used to shape the world closer to the heart's desire because it transforms the heart's desire so that one wants something very different from what one desired in the beginning. However, we can lead our lives to make creative events more likely to happen. And this is very similar to artistic creativity. Artists and writers practice their craft. It is the rare, rare artist who wakes up and paints a masterpiece without having practiced and studied painting regularly. Instead, most artists talk about how they show up to work. And sometimes, on the best days, the creative muse arrives, and something happens that surprises and delights the artist and everyone else as well. This idea of necessary practice and preparation applies to Wyman's creative events as well. You need to develop skills and attitudes that make the creative event more likely in your life. The primary practice required by Wyman is engagement with the world. He calls this the creative interchange. We must reach out beyond our own understanding to appreciate and listen to the other, whether this is a pine cone, our friend, 
someone with the opposite political views or extraordinarily different life experiences or our own mysterious breath. We must reach out with our time, with our attention, and with our heart. Wyman also felt that creative events were more likely to happen if we spent time in silence and prayer and worship engage and engaged with others in small, sustained, in small groups that sustained themselves and met over time. Still, even with all this preparation, we cannot will the creative event to happen. It is out of our power. It is beyond us. Wyman's idea of the creative event seems true to me. The operating principle of the universe appears to be creativity, the combining of diverse elements to make something new. That's how we got atoms, molecules, flowers, blueberries, and us. The operating principle of human culture also appears to be creativity. That's how we got democracy, the English language, jazz, and Unitarian Universalism. So it makes sense that a type of creativity would be what makes human change possible, helps us live more by our values, pulls us out of despair, and aligns our lives with love, justice, and hope. I have experienced the transforming power of creative events, certainly many times. But I have one particular story that demonstrates this change. It happened in Spokane many, many years ago when boycotting Walmart was really important in liberal circles. I took Spokane Alliance leadership training. The Spokane Alliance brings together churches with wide theological differences, unions, educational institutions, and nonprofit agencies to work for meaningful, nonpartisan political change. Their philosophy is that people work together better across differences if they know each other. They do this through one-on-one -on -one meetings, where each person shares thoughts and feelings on a specific question, while the other person just listens, and then they trade places. While practicing one-on-one -on -one meetings, I was paired with a woman very, very different from me in age, in class, in her political affiliation, and her religious belief. And she began to discuss Walmart. I boycotted Walmart because of their labor practices. She did all her shopping there and was bitterly angry with people who criticized Walmart. At first, I was surprised at her bitterness. All the people I knew who shopped at Walmart felt really guilty about it. And then I felt superior. I understood the issues. I was ethical. I stood up for what I believed in. But because the assignment was to listen, I listened. And because I listened, I experienced her fear of living on a fixed income, prices rising, and her standard of living slipping until she saw herself homeless. Walmart prices allowed her to live with a standard of living that she was used to, at least for that moment. 
And then I understood how Walmart is the result of a society that values consumerism above all else and where the poor are getting poorer. It was fine for me, financially secure, to be all superior in my Walmart boycott. But Walmart and other low-priced retail companies are not going anywhere with their labor practices and philosophy of closing local retail economies until the root causes of poverty and consumerism are addressed. I had listened, and I had changed. I no longer felt superior. I knew I needed this woman to work for justice and to end poverty. Love, justice, and hope increased in the world in that moment. What I learned is that both of us, with vastly different perspectives, vastly different life stories and truths, needed each other. We belonged to each other. We could not get to the truth and find new and creative ways of solving entrenched problems without one another. We all belong to the interdependent web, and the creative event is the act that weaves the web in unexpected and entirely new ways. And I have faith in that. My faith in creativity has changed my approach to life. When I don't do what I think I should, or when I don't know what to do, I try to remember my commitment to creativity. And I always remember, I cannot will the creative event to happen. It is like my friend with his faith in God. He did his part and let God do the rest. I do my part and let the creative power work. This moment in history is one where I have depended on my faith more than ever. The world and our country are in the worst crisis of my lifetime. Faced with a pandemic and global warming, the fault lines of neoliberal global capitalism are bright and clear, like bones on an x-ray. People are suffering now and will suffer more as the pandemic continues to rage with very little control. The economy continues its collapse, and storms and heat destroy. As usual, the poor and the oppressed are hurting the most. This reality feels both surreal and overwhelming. And I really just often want to crawl away, replay the Hamilton soundtrack, and eat some more ice cream. My faith in creativity, though, guides me. It reminds me that I belong to a web of existence that is always recreating and reweaving itself. And I am asked to engage deeply with what appears before me with an open heart and an open mind. I am asked to listen across difference and stay open to transformation through meditation, prayer, and worship. I am asked to love, love, love. 
I have faith that things will transform. Creativity weaves the web of life. And my presence and your presence are the lines of energy it uses to weave. Our love, our openness, our actions are placed in the hands of a force much greater and more powerful than ourselves. And this makes everything possible. Amen. Will you pray with me now? Creative force who breaks down, weaves together, and transforms, be with us during these days that are just too hot, causing pain and suffering and continual fear. Be with us as we struggle every day to make choices about our own safety and the safety of others from a virus no one completely understands. Be with us as we engage the challenging work of dismantling a society and economic system based on exploiting black, brown, and indigenous people. Be with us. And always help us to remember we are not alone. We are never alone. That we have each other. Remind us that we always belong to each other in the fantastic, amazing web of life. Help us say completely yes and open ourselves to your transforming power. Amen.